Welcome to the Michael Caine cast. All we do is talk about Michael Caine like Michael Caine. Master Wayne. Master Wayne. (laughs) You sound like you're from London. Really good at it. You're so good at all these voices. Did you know that I was once the most sought after, highly paid consultant in pageant history? I had no idea. (laughs) Describe your perfect date. That's a tough one. (laughs) Um, I'd have to say April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Oh, no. Roll your hips, roll your hips. Head up, head up. Keep gliding, keep gliding. Whoa. I know. I got a movie in my head. Oh, yeah? You want to see it? It's. 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 Wait for it. It's fun. 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 Teasing it out there. Yep. It's. 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 Press. 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 Ham. <laughs> Hey y'all Not very spooky We're back No, it's not spooky at all It's okay Cruelty Rewind is back Classic Please, 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 please Don't you love it? Don't you love it? We got a little hold over there Yeah, that's a good one A spooky hold over yeah, spooky season is done, but we are still cranking out the podcast just for you. We hope you love it. Don't you love it? <laughs> we are Cruel to Rewind, the husband and wife podcast that dissects the favorite movie that the other picks, and then we talk, and after we uh, we watch it, and there's uh, we watch the movie that the other picks. Welcome. What? <laughs> Well, hello, everybody. Hey, Angie and Jeff, what's up? Your podcast is funny. Hey, we're back. We're back. It's episode 26. Wow. Cruel to Rewind. I'm Prince Jeffrey. I'm Queen Bees. Nobody nobody really calls me Prince Jeffrey, but it just, it just makes sense. No one sense. calls me Queen Bees. I know. But... Actually, it, that, Queen Bees is gaining steam on our social channels. Okay. Um. I think uh, some of my friends in our in our chats refer to you as Queen Bees now. It's it's really fun. It's the perfect play on my name, so yes. it yeah. just it works so well. Absolutely. Well, it's good to be back. It is very good to be back. We took a break the week of the election because shit was just too crazy. We've only skipped one week, and it feels like a lifetime ago. It does. With between now and Halloween. Yeah, there's something about where Halloween falls on the calendar in an election year. It's like you're in a different world on Halloween than the election takes place and things can shift so much. It feels like it was two years ago or two months ago. Oh, it's crazy. Good to be back. You know what I mean, though? So, yeah, it's there's lots of crazy shit going on. Depending on how you're politically aligned, you are either seeking some sort of uh, recount or you're dancing in the streets. 
But everyone's equally stressed, I would say. Yes, everyone is stressed. (laughs) Either end, on either side. Yes, there's plenty to be stressed about no matter who is president. COVID's kind of popping off, having a resurgence. Uh, Reunion tour, COVID 2020. (laughs) Just kidding. It's It's not really funny. The year isn't over yet, bitches. Yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch virus. Um, I'm just clinging to every piece of news on vaccines that I can. Really exciting about Pfizer and Moderna. Seeing progress with the the RNA vaccine, which is very exciting and uh, very promising uh, biotechnology. (laughs) It's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. So hopefully we'll all be vaxxed up by April. That'd be neat. What can you do? Medicine's not a science. We hope you're doing well and that you are staying sane during these unprecedented times. Yes. My my new hobby is um, booking flights and feeling hopeful and then canceling them. <laughs> yes. So I can't go see my family. Yeah, this it's sucks. It's really fun. This really sucks. <laughs> yeah, we were going to fly out to Washington to see uh, T-Bone and his family. Uh, caller T-Bone. We'll just we'll call him Caller T-Bone. <laughs> Okay. That's fun. It's weird. Well, that's how we signed off on Yeah, call. sure. Most stage dad. <laughs> Most stage dad. <laughs> we really want to see our nephews, but it's just, it's it's uh, scary that's to fly. for the best. Yeah. Yes. Cool. That's a bummer. Speaking of COVID. Yeah. We are working on some Cruel to Rewind merch or swag. Stuff we all get. And one of the things that we're designing is... Wow, face mask because that's the new cool thing is to put your branding on a on a mask so that's mm-hmm. what we're doing i kind of felt like i won't name the company we picked them we're, we're testing the merch we're in the testing yeah. phase right now ordering mock-ups or whatever you call it just samples samples and we went with a company that had a really cool online interface it was the slickest of the bunch that we looked at and local to where we're from so that felt good they're based in chicago yeah but then the sweatshirts arrived and they smelled like malt vinegar fucking thing sucks and they were a brand i've never heard of they were (laughs) okay when you think of a crew neck sweatshirt you think warm and cozy this the sweatshirt's like thin, like a t-shirt. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't really read the description well enough, but you kind of have an idea of what a crew neck sweatshirt is when it says it's a crew neck sweatshirt. Yeah. And I disagree with I this being a crew neck sweatshirt. I mistakenly thought it would be like champion brand quality <laughs> and it feels like an old dish towel in your hands. It just, it was really disappointing. I felt like Nick and Schmidt opening the swoot. <laughs> Uh, from New Girl. It's a suit made entirely of sweatsuit material. Well, this is it. What do you guys say? It looks like garbage. I don't think it looks like real Nick, it looks like garbage. It's embarrassing. Put it on the bottom. I agree with the top. On the positive side, though, the artwork is looking fresh in printed form. We'll include all of that good stuff just in time for the holidays. Just in time. When we launch our website. Don't you love it? Yeah. So we'll we'll put all that together in one big nice package for you. Yeah. The website's looking really cool. Um I'm excited about it. And we we at least know that the VHS humanoid, our our mascot, looks great on a shirt. It's just that the shirts so far 
look are are they're pieces of shit. The style was <laughs> poopy, and we're trying a different. <laughs> the styles were poopy. We're trying a different company, and the sweatshirts look a little bit more classic because that's what we're looking for: a classic, warm and cozy uh, crew neck sweatshirt, hoodie, long sleeve tees, mug, mask, swag. And what else? Would you want? Yeah. If you're looking for merch, what is the thing that you gravitate towards if you're repping a band or a show or whatever? Yeah. What would you buy and wear? Mud flaps, turntable cover. What do you want? What do you want to see our logo on? You you tell us yeah. at cruel to rewind at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail. Oh god, it's been a while. You can leave a voicemail at Nine two nine four five six oh three oh four. Honey, what was that? <laughs> Speaking of voicemails, uh, it's the most joyous part of the podcast for me is getting these voicemails and uh, responding to them on the air. We've got a couple for you now. Let's take a listen. Hi there, this is Marty Flood. Jesus. Uh, I'm a long-time listener. I've been listening for a couple of months now. Martin Floyd? And just wanted to call and first off say, uh, hello. I heard Ma- Martin Flood. Hello, I- oh, Jeff. Sure. And also, hello, Angie. Yes, hello. <laughs> I hope you guys are doing well. Are you doing well? As good as we can. Thank yeah. you, Mar- Martin Flood. Good, good. <laughs> So first off, I just I also want to say, Angie, you must be a wonderful woman. Well, putting up with that Jeff uh, and all his goofs, he's always playing around. I'd probably have him out the door if I was you. So you must be quite the woman. That's correct. It's true. And then I also wanted to do the game what you're doing with the candy bar. So I wanted to play that and tell you my favorite <laughs> and my least favorite Halloween candy bar. Okay. Okay, Martin. Let's see. So my favorite Halloween candy bar is a fun size Snickers. Oh, fun size. I don't like the mini Snickers because that's too small. You can do all that unwrapping and then there's just a little tiny Snickers in there. <laughs> and I don't like the full-size Snickers candy bar because I can't not eat the whole thing. And then my stomach gets upset. <laughs> so the fun size is just right for me. I eat one, I go away, I come back a little later, I have another one. I feel good the whole time. <laughs> uh, my least favorite Halloween candy is is when my grandma hands out, she hands out loose Oreos. <laughs> she gets a whole bunch of Oreos. She doesn't wrap them. She just hands them out loose to kids. Cool. This, you know, I like Oreos, but you put them in the bag, and by the time you get home, there's cream everywhere. So, oh, not my favorite. Messy. So, anyway, again, thank you for talking about movies like you do. It's very enjoyable. I oh. like it a lot. And I hope you keep doing it, and I'll talk to you later. Bye, this Mar- was Marty Flood. Okay. Marty Marty Flood? F- I hear Marty Flobe. Marty. I, I hear a D. F-L-O-B-E Flobe is what I'm hearing. Martin, call back anytime. Marty from New Jersey. Marty from New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, That's nice. I completely agree with the fun size. Yeah. A full candy bar is kind of sickly in one setting, but yeah. then the, fu- the minis you're grabbing like, four at a time so you might as well just have a fun size right I, so I, I agree. agree on fun size it is not no matter how they try to position it it is not an energy source 
So the the less you eat, the better. And what's their <laughs> thing like? Something about being hangry. Hangry. Have a Snickers. That's not going to help. It's really anything. dumb. Yeah, it's just going to make your blood sugar crash. Uh, so, okay, we got another voicemail here. Hey Angie. Hey Jess. Hello. Hey, superfan Will oh, here. Superfan Will, okay. Uh, just got done with the Ernest Scared Stupid episode. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, I do have a couple comments I wanted to, right. to run past you. Uh, okay, let's hear it. Uh, at one point, you refer to the the character of Ernest as the village idiot. Yes. Uh, I don't think that is a politically correct term anymore. As what? It's not in the 40s. Oh. So you might want to, I don't know how you guys do retractions or apologies. Maybe tweet an apology would be appropriate. Um, We will run this past our public relations firm on retainer and Jeff Jones PR. Yeah, Jeff Jones PR and (laughs) issue an apology. Um, We don't say, yeah, we don't say village anymore. I believe the preferred term is a person experiencing idiotness (laughs) who lives in a village. You're just rearranging the components of what a village idiot is. Yeah. It's just what well, semantics, syntax. So if you could, you might want to do that before you know, like one, like a group comes after you and you get canceled. Also, at one point, Jeff, I, I believe it was when you were talking about uh, building building tree forts and stuff, and I, I think you meant to say lever, but you pronounced it lever. <laughs> I did. Is that was that intentional? Is there because that's not how we how you say that. It's lever. You say lever. L e v e r. It's lever. It's not lever. Yeah. <laughs> so don't don't do that. Isn't sure, put like me on tomato. Up. Tomato. The milk and the squirt gun thing. I did. I said a real quick story about that. Um, one time at a, at a weird thing to have a story about man, my buddy Teddy Qualog. You guys know Teddy Qualawog? Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter. No. Anyway, no. Teddy Teddy Qualawog and I, we were drinking milk. We thought it was funny to carry around like half gallons of milk. This is a dairy festival. I should tell you that. It's a dairy festival. <laughs> wow. We were walking around town drinking half gallons of milk. Oh. And we thought it would be funny to put some milk in a, in a squirt gun. So we bought like one of those little tiny like toy squirt guns. You can get it like any little, little party shop or whatever. So we got we got one of those and we filled it up with milk, and then a carney thought it was water. And Is so carney politically correct? Superman will just cover his face in milk, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy didn't know. And then we walked away, and then he realized it was milk. He was mad, but he had to. He was on. She was. He was on. It was his shift. You know, he was running the slide thing where you sit on the burlap bank slide slide down the big slide so anyway that's it um <laughs> you guys are really getting there you're really getting close don't patronize me <laughs> uh, just gotta... oh no cut oh. off that's a shame Beat it! <laughs> um you gotta time yourself superfan will you only have three minutes salt of the earth superfan will i'm just imagining walking around with a half gallon of milk, milk. i like a little glass of really really ice cold milk But drinking a half gallon of milk over a period of time, like milk, milk, 
Oh, isn't it warm? Yeah. That's nasty. I mean, I if I think, I think Superfan Will may have grown up in dairy country, so maybe it's like fresh from the teat. Um, <laughs> maybe it's raw and full of nutrients. I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. glass of milk to drink. Okay. And he's right, I did say lever, because it's just fun to pronounce things the British way sometimes. It's not like PCs where there is no precedent for it. <laughs> there, it a, a, a whole ancient culture of people says lever, and there's a precedent for it. Will. So Let's get just leave here. Reese's you out think- of it. We've already discussed it. I don't I don't want to get you all worked up again. Every time okay? you think I'm relax got relax about it. Super fan Will, you think you could do what I do? You think you're better than me? Well beat it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap up the voicemail segment. I like singing along. It's fun. Yeah, me too. Thanks for calling. Uh, call anytime. Talk about anything. Yeah, We're, it doesn't matter if you're catching up and watching an old episode. Yeah. 929-456-0304. Give us a call and uh, we'll we'll have some fun with it on the air. We'll, we're slowly turning into an FM morning zoo program with characters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're fulfilling your dream. We're getting close to selling t-shirts. Jeff's dream has just been to sell t-shirts for a while. So it's it's a humble, simple trying dream. Trying to make that come true for you. Thank you. That's why I married you, because I knew you had the know-how to get shirts made. Yep. Okay, are we ready for this week's movie? I think so. All right, so we're watching, it's my pick, we're watching Miss Congeniality, which came out in December of 2000, so we're... Just about at the 20-year anniversary, so wow. it's kind of a mm-hmm. fun time to do this movie. Yeah. Um, but before I tell you a little bit more about it, I think we need to get in the right mindset mm-hmm. and take a trip back to the year 2000, okay? Yep. <laughs> Windows 95, of course, still very popular in the year 2000. So, Jeff, uh, I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Right. Take a few deep breaths. In and out. Now just imagine you're a 14-year-old girl. Take a second to get there. Mm, Okay. Okay. I can do that. Got it. You know, uh, low-rise jeans were still haunting this earth. But you're feeling good. You're sporting a new pair of silvers from the buckle, paired with some sort of fitted tee, maybe from the Gap, Abercrombie, whatever. After school, you rush home and sign into AOL Instant Messenger before your older sibling gets to the computer. You turn that TV on to try to catch the tail end of TRL on MTV. You probably grab a quick snack, like a bowl of trendy French Toast Crunch. Or maybe you go classic with just like some Fruit Loops. Whatever you're feeling that day. Um, but you, you want to see who had the number one spot. On this day, is it going to be in sync? Is it going to be Backstreet Boys? One of those two. It's got to be one of those two. It's one of those two. Um, after updating your AOL profile with a new song lyric and Comic Sans, coolest font. You make sure you've got control of the remote so you can catch friends oh, at eight yeah. o'clock on NBC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never miss it. So you're in 2000. Did I take you there? I have been transported. Okay. 
All right. So Miss Congeniality stars Sandra Bullock, who also produced it, Michael Caine, Benjamin Bratt, and Candace Bergen. So let's roll the trailer. emergency official business, ma'am. Hey, 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 get lost. FBI, you might want to stay out of this, all right, sir? All right, I would like eight double tall lattes, one with no foam. Special Agent Gracie Hart is as tough as nails. She's got a lot of rage. (laughs) And she's completely unpolished. (laughs) Honey, Hmm? are you a lesbian? Dad. What? I wish. <laughs> but when the FBI needs an undercover agent... The bombers picked another target. We have ourselves a national emergency. It's the Miss United States pageant. The only man for the job <laughs> is a woman. You do a few butt-shaping exercises. You tighten this up, you can pull this off. You know what? Pull this off. Let's go, girls. These people want to put one of their agents in the pageant. Do you oh, wow. have an agent in mind? <laughs> She doesn't look the part. There's no way on earth that I can make this woman ready in two days. She's Dirty Harriet. But she doesn't act the part. Come on, have some midnight John, some uh, girl talk. We can't have pizza and beer. It's light beer and she's gonna throw it up anyway. She doesn't want the part. I'm not gonna parade around in a swimsuit like some airhead bimbo. Describe your perfect date. I'd have to say April 25th. But she's about to prove anything is possible. I have gel in my hair. I haven't slept all night. I'm starved and I'm armed. Don't mess with me. I'm fine. This December. Doing a great job. You think I'm cool? Just you want to date me? Get ready. Gun! Gun! Everybody get out! For the new face of the FBI. Of course he had a gun. This is Texas. Everybody has a gun. My florist has a gun. Miss Congeniality. What is the one thing our society needs? World peace. World peace. World peace. Harsher punishment for parole violators, Stan. And world peace. Wow. Looks like something right up my alley. (laughs) Okay. So when a terrorist threatens to bomb the Miss United States pageant, the FBI rushes in to find a female agent to go undercover as a contestant. Unfortunately, Gracie Hart is the only female FBI agent who can look the part. Despite her complete lack of refinement and femininity, she prides herself in being just one of the boys and is horrified at the idea of becoming a girly girl. Mm. She uncovers who is really behind the bomb threat, and when no one believes her, she has to try to save the pageant without the FBI. Whoa, she goes rogue. And I can't wait to talk about this until after we uh, watch the movie but there's a part in the trailer yeah there's a whole storyline that is completely left out of the movie that i never knew about but it's in the trailer okay and i had to look it up briefly but it just got cut but there's a storyline with gracie and her father played by the grandfather in gilmore girls the tall guy Oh. What's his name? I don't know. He's, but he's in great. big business. Mm-hmm. So apparently he's her dad, and you hear a little bit about it asking if she's a lesbian. Yes. Um, Very abruptly, and yeah. uh, as if it's a bad thing. Right. 
2000. We have to remember that we're in 2000. So, I thought that was crazy. Yes. I never knew that that was uh, supposed to be part of the movie. So, you won't see any more of that when we watch it. lesbian subplot. Right? I'm disappointed. Yeah. Okay. So sad. Okay. So, Rotten Tomatoes, 41%. Kind of a stink burger. But would have not been too bad. that. That would have been my guess. Was in the yeah high thirties, low forties. Kind of stinky. <laughs> One of the fun facts I found reading about Miss Congeniality mm-hmm. was though so critics say Bullock is funny and charming, she can't overcome a bad script that makes the movie feel too much like a fluffy, unoriginal sitcom. Cool. <laughs> I'm excited to sit down and and. Watch this piece of shit. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm withholding my judgment. Um, if this podcast is talking I, anything, it's that you got to ignore some of these Rotten Tomato ratings. But yeah, I'm just trying to kind of uh, set you up for what's coming a little bit. Yes, I appreciate that. So it's not a complete surprise. No lesbian subplot. No lesbian subplot. Bad script. Bad script. Fluffy and original. Fluffy and original. Got it. But Sandra's uh, funny and charming. As always. So yes. we have that to look forward to. I, I would expect nothing less. And it's got Marco time. Yeah. Which makes me smile and soft. <laughs> like we always talk about with these movies, is, is there a specific memory or memories that bubble up when you think about this movie? Apparently, this movie was very important to me uh, freshman year of high school because in my art class, we were doing colored pencil pieces. I think we kind of just switched around to different mediums. Mm -hmm. And I remember having to do a drawing with colored pencils and I chose to draw the movie poster of Miss Congeniality. Oh. Oh, huh. So I think, I, I, I don't, I must have really liked it or thought it was something I could draw well. And uh, that's what I submitted for one of my projects. You must have felt empowered by this character in some way, right? Yeah, but it was the movie poster. She's in a, a pink dress. And but she's like got like a boots yeah, she's got combat boots and um, the Miss the Miss USA pageant sash thing. Yeah, and she like Sandra Bullock is like uh, she's fit and buff. Yes, so she's got like can see her muscles in her arms and her legs and she's got i don't know obama uh michelle obama arms and i i remember working really really hard on the shading of the muscles so they were defined like wow. they were in the picture because Does it still exist i don't know i have to ask mom 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 but i was so adamant and like i don't want to lose her fit body in my drawing mm-hmm. so i had to make sure that the shading was just right you look so good Oh my gosh. Do you look at yourself? You do work out almost every day, and uh, I think it's cool that you don't constantly post about it on social media. <laughs> That's one of the things I like about so it. So we'll just tell our listeners every episode that I work out Yes. to fill that need. Yes. <laughs> we'll make you like a like a low-key uh, fitness uh, um uh, influencer influencer yes gross okay taglines there's a few she's got a killer to catch right after the swimsuit competition Blah. unpolished unkempt unleashed undercover mm. never mess with an agent in a dress 
Okay. It's about what I expected. Yep. Um, so that's Miss Congeniality. Cool. You want to go watch it? Let's go. Okay. Okay, okay, gentlemen. Where do we start? Um, uh, well, um, uh, well, I got a cousin in Texas. Uh, Claude, can you, where were you? Well, you might want to call the uh, network and the pageant people, set up a meeting. Because you'll probably need their cooperation at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Let's do that. What about jurisdiction? Mm-hmm. The citizen's been our territory from the start, so that shouldn't be a problem. But what you might want to do is call up the San Antonio office, grease some wheels so they don't feel like we're taking over their turf, you know, when we need manpower tech support. Yeah, while I'm at it, let's do that. Good idea. And the citizen nut loves to make a splash, so his target will probably be public, like one of these outdoor prelims, maybe even a TV broadcast. Telecast is at the convention center. That means we're going to need all kinds of surveillance on the interior perimeter. No, we're going to need a lot more than that because there's about a million places that only these bikini stuffers can go, like backstage areas, hotel rooms, things like that. I think we need to get somebody in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking huh. undercover. Good idea, boss. And I got just the girl. Taking credit. I'm not sure I'm hearing this correctly. Kathy, these people want to put one of their agents in the pageant. They want her to win? Oh, no, ma'am. Uh... But we will need your help with the judging to make sure that one of our agents gets into the top five. That way they have access to all the areas on the stage at all times. Absolutely not. Miss Morningside, we understand how important this uh, beauty pageant is to you. And so... Excuse me. This is not a beauty pageant. This is a scholarship program, and it has been ever since my reign. And I fully intend on maintaining that credo. Absolutely, Miss Morningside. We're here to protect the girls, women. Scholarship, ladies. There's nothing more important to me than the safety of my girls. I'd rather cancel the pageant than have one of them blown up. Especially without their knowledge. Well, we went to the network <laughs> to have them cancel the pageant. But they were William Captain Shatner. Kirk's William, William Shatner. Shatner. Yes. Jesus Christ. I'm confused. What state is she <laughs> going confused. to be from? <laughs> All the winners have already been chosen. Don't worry about that, Mr. Fields. We recently discovered some information about the winner from New Jersey. And a performance in a little film called Armageddon On. <laughs> was that her? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so she was probably going to drop out pretty soon, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well, do you have an agent in mind? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we watched Miss Congeniality. Wow, where to begin? What did, how did this? How did it make you feel <laughs> watching this movie again? Oh God, it's where so. I mean, just in the trailer and some of the clips, like it's really uh, prejudiced against women. Of it's course. dated for it's sure. Very dated. Yeah, but it, really, like that's really what's happening it's, all the it's, time. It's actually quite. It's sort of upsetting, right? Uh, against the. You know, watching it through the lens of 2020. There's, yeah. There's, you can't ignore. Yeah. Let's go back to meeting Gracie. Yes, let's go back. The movie starts out with her as a little kid beating up some boy on the playground. Yeah. So it kind of sets the stage. She's kind of like this tomboy, mm-hmm. tough girl. And then we get, you know, cut to many years later and she's an agent with the FBI and you can tell she kind of looks the same. Her hair is a little frizzy and 
glasses, glasses. And just glasses yes mm. and just wearing uh kind of baggy just jeans and t-shirts like just right. regular clothing so that's kind of where we're at when we meet her um and you can tell that she's clearly low on the totem pole yes so i don't know how long she's been an agent but I feel like they're kind of setting it up that she is a newer agent, but it's also like she's the only woman too. She right. could, she's probably equal with these other guys on the team. Sir, side please. Emergency official business, ma'am. Side please. Side please. Thank you. Official business, sir, ma'am. Emergency, please step aside, sir. Hey, 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 get lost. I'm waiting here, huh? FBI, you might want to stay out of this. All right, sir. Excuse me, sir, ma'am. Please back off. All right, I need eight double tall. Like, of course, she's the one who has to go get the Starbucks. Right. Obviously. Double tall lattes, one with no foam, five iced venti decaf percent lattes with the long straw, four caramel macchiatos, double up on the cup. I got a long way to go. I need two blueberry scones with the little granules on top and one Starbucks compilation CD. (laughs) What's a Starbucks? I would like What would be on the Starbucks? Compilations. It's always like, uh, well, I don't know at 2000, was Michael Bublé on it at that time or maybe is that some, later? Maybe early Bublé, um, Paul McCartney, uh, Paula Cole. <laughs> Blue, something with a mandolin, lots of mandolin. and or maybe like Jewel. Or maybe some Jewel, maybe like Dave Brubeck or something. I feel like Amy Mann would be all over that. Tony Bennett, probably a lot of Tony Bennett. Amy Mann, yes, you are correct. Okay, I knew it. Yeah, there's a jazz one, Billie Holiday, Amy Mann, Ella Fitzgerald. Okay, vocal jazz, okay. Right. That's cool. That's one. That's all right. Wow, there's a lot. We could go through these. Christmas. Anyway, but yeah. Herb, <laughs> Herb Alpert, maybe? Order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah but Amy yes. Mann feels right. Yeah. So, so yeah, Gracie's low. On the team, she's got to bring in the Starbucks order. Does she have an accent, like an East Coast accent? It seems to pop in and out. Kinda. It's okay. kind of like that accent. Like I feel like she's trying to speak that way to sound kind of like tomboyish and tough and yeah, not yeah, feminine. Yeah. So it, it it she results back to a like an East Coast accent. Accent's a bit muddled. Yeah. <laughs> right. So is her ten. <laughs> Oh boy, how to put this. I felt like it was the apex of movies where there's a girl with glasses and once she takes them off, she's seen as beautiful. Like this was the height right. mm-hmm. of showing that in a film mm-hmm. and moviegoers were still accepting it. But after this, maybe there was a decline and people started to get wise. Right. <laughs> and so uh, at the transition, we teed up the fact that they get this bomb threat and they decide they have to put someone undercover. Yes. I don't have this scene up, but I want to get your thoughts on when they're all around the computer yeah. of the database of all the agents and kind of going through who fits this uh, this demographic yes. of a woman in her 30s right. to, to participate in this mission or, yeah, mission, whatever. And all the guys, lots of guys are around this computer and they're shuffling through Probably this computer in there, system. Probably by the way, yeah. And it's bringing up pictures of the agents and then somehow with some magic FBI yeah. uh, uh, computer program. Bikini simulator yeah, 2.0. They're able to change, <laughs> like take the person out of their suit that they're in and Put they're in, like yeah. 
FBI official FBI photo and put them in a bathing suit. Yeah, I sort of have a boner. Do, isn't there a, isn't there a transition like it goes from suit to underwear to bikini or something? Like yeah. the, the suit comes off, they're in boxer shorts, then the bikini comes on, yes. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that is cuckoo bananas yes, to watch nowadays. Why does the FBI have this technology? Why does this exist? Yeah, it felt like that scene reminds me of when we used to sit around someone's computer at school and go through hotornot.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never did that. Okay. Oh. We see Ernie Hudson in a bikini, which right. is... Uh, or the, like, the FBI director yeah. or yeah. whoever. Winston from Ghostbusters, yes. Yes. So they don't notice that, of course, Gracie, she wears her baggy clothes and her hair's a little frizzy. They don't notice that she's like this bombshell I never until they... thought of her that way. Yeah, so... So anyways, it's decided, oh, okay, that's who we need to use because the only other woman is on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the only other woman. Suitable woman, I guess I should say. Uh, what could possibly motivate anybody to enter a beauty pageant is beyond me. Scholarship money, chance to see the world, broaden your horizons, meet new people. So join the Marines. It's like feminism never even happened, you know? I think any woman to do this is catering to some misogynistic Neanderthal mentality. I dated a young Miss Scarsdale last month. Oh God, can you really be this superficial? Hard to believe, right? I kept thinking he was Lou Diamond Phillips, but he was not. He was Benjamin Bratt. I get those two mixed up. I think I had a crush on Benjamin Bratt. He's very handsome He's in very this movie. Handsome, yeah. I yep. kind of forgot about that. I think my favorite part of this movie is when Gracie meets Victor, who is a pageant consultant that they hook Gracie up with to kind of transform her and take her glasses off and brush her hair and yep. teach her how to be a lady. But it's some of my favorite yeah. parts of the whole movie. It's their it's, interaction. It's this taming of the shrew mixed in with Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> it kind of sounds cool on paper. And I see you have a similar note to what I was thinking about Michael Caine in this movie. Yeah. He's, He's actually playing a character. Right. He's not just being Michael Caine. Like, yeah. That seems to be the knock on him. I've heard that from several people. He's but always like, just, just acting like Michael Caine. But just a little bit. Like he's just like a little bit more. Prim, proper. Yeah. It's so subtle, he's but not, he's still very Michael Caine. But. I don't know if, I don't know if the way he speaks is a Cockney accent per se, but he's minimizing that extra twang that he always talks like my stomach. Are you hungry? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is always yes, never yeah. Sit down. Did you know that I was once the most sought after, highly paid consultant in pageant history? I had no idea. <laughs> that is fun. Every season, girls would plead with me to train them. Ten out of eleven years, my girls were crowned. The year we lost, the winner was a deaf mute. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. Yes, there's an extra stiff upper lip. There's like traditional yeah. British sort of a mentality mm-hmm. uh, into this character that he's personifying. Well, I don't know. This first lesson with her is when they leave the restaurant and she's walking. Oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't seen a walk like that since Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, you know what? It's been working really well for me for the past 30 years, all right? Well, glide. Now, glide. Look, don't, don't look down. Don't look well, down. Look, don't look down. Look up. Your, your chin should always be parallel to the floor. Now glide, glide. It's not the bloody ice capades. Well, glide. Gliding. 
No, no, d don't pick your feet up. Don't pick your feet up. Why are you picking your feet up? Because I'm preparing <laughs> to run away. No, wait, 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 wait. What? Watch me, watch me. Glide, glide. See? Glide. It's all in the buttocks. Don't I look pretty? <laughs> That's a very secure man to walk like that. Roll your hips, roll your hips. Head up, head up. Keep gliding, keep gliding. I could I could work on some gliding. Anyone who's seen me walk knows there's it's a duck footed uh, it's a waddle. <laughs> there's a bit of a waddle. Yeah, but this is where I think you get a good example of uh, physical comedy that I think she's really good at. Yeah, she is. It's really fun to watch. Now you're going to hear me on the air get triggered. Yeah, I don't like to have secrets from it's not you. Hard to do. I yeah. don't like to have secrets from you, but when I chose this movie, I knew there was going to be a really big trigger moment. And I, I kept it a surprise. Mustang <laughs> Savage. Oof. <laughs> Guess you better slow the Mustang down. Let's bring in the wedding party. I have gel in my hair. I haven't slept all night. I'm starved and I'm armed. Don't mess with me. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm good. That song <laughs> makes... Why does, it turns my stomach a little bit. Why, why does this song trigger you, Jeff? Let's tell our listeners why. So, oh boy. I, where to begin? It's not music. There's no melody. It's just tones. Just dark, ominous tones. I've mentioned this a few times on the air. I am a former wedding singer. I am a musician. No, I'm going to tell this record company guys about you. And certain songs, just audiences can't get enough of certain songs, no matter how much time goes by. One of them is Mustang Sally. I've sung Mustang Sally maybe 1,700 times. Do you think it's the song <laughs> you've sang the most out of everything? Or is it like Brown Eyed Girl? Uh, probably Brown Eyed Girl, <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Oh God, I was I was just listening to a very popular podcast talk about how corny these songs are and how they want to just wreck the stage when there's a cover band playing these songs. I'm not going to say which podcast. Never mention a great podcast on your smaller <laughs> podcast. Um, but. It just it does trigger me because it's so corny, and this version of the song is from the what is it the replacements the no what is it called? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so triggered. Is that I can't a loss even, for words? I am. I do have to say though, I've seen you. I've been in the presence of you singing this song, and if people want to hear this song, damn it, they're getting a great version and a wonderful singer to do. The cover justice Bl is all I have to say. Bless your little heart. Thank you. That's I love you. <laughs> These lucky you. sons of bitches. These lucky rich fucks getting married. <laughs> I was in a wedding band for a couple of years here in Chicago, and uh, obviously that is shut down now due to COVID. Um, but I, I mean, I I actually quit in January, and then the your world, last gig was New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, 2019. and then 
the world turned to shit. So yeah. I got out at the right time. Yeah. But it would have been done to me anyway, months later. But I avoided that song for years. The cover band I was with back in the day, we would pick, we wouldn't pick the obvious Mm-hmm. Song we'd pick something adjacent, so we didn't do Mustang Sally. We did Knock on Wood, you know. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. Um, we did a lot of Bill Withers because it was sort of, it wasn't top tier what you expect from yeah, a cover band. Yeah, it wasn't band. so cookie cutter. I, you know, it, it's, we weren't blazing trails or you know innovating the music industry by any means. But um, I avoided that song for years because it's corny as fuck, uh, and it triggers me every time. <laughs> so I knew that coming in. When this when this scene was going to happen, when she comes out in the big reveal, she's made over, and this song plays. It's not a sexy song. It's not. No, I don't quite. I I never thought about it, but watching it again for the first time in a very long time, I feel like there could, could have been something different that they could use. We digress. It, yes. had, had they played the Wilson Pickett original version, I might have been less triggered because at least it's the original <laughs> song that started it all and not the commitments from 1991. That's right. That's right. The commitments, not the replacements. That's a real band. Who even cares? With these types of storylines, we're supposed to think that she is this ugly duckling and with her glasses and her frizzy hair and her baggy, like not cool clothes. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fooling anyone. We all know who Sandra Bullock is and know she's just beautiful. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what I thought as a 14 year old watching this. Like you obviously know, you can tell she Mm -hmm. is physically beautiful. No doubt. Like it's obvious. So I I don't know. I, it, it didn't like, I never thought like, oh, I need to not wear my glasses to be pretty. Oh, I hope that didn't. No, yeah. I, I, I don't think I ever, I just knew this stuff was like fake and yeah, supposed to be good, funny. Good, so good, good. I, I don't think it, it affected me that way. But yeah, I could see you're, you're too smart and independent. I hope so. To buy into that. Yeah. So now we're getting to the part where she's actually undercover at this pageant. And this is just another example of. Uh, just the the sexist theme of the movie. Okay, Gracie Lou, listen up. Operation Thaw has commenced. Why don't you stun gun yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I knew she'd like that one. What's that East Coast flavor? Why don't you stun gun yourself? <laughs> yeah. There's just little moments sprinkled throughout. Yeah. Like that. It's just, that's what it was. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, I can't claim Sandra Bullock as a celebrity crush. But she's got the girl next door, quote unquote, vibe, mm-hmm. the America's sweetheart vibe. I would say more so than a Julia Roberts who typically gets that yeah. title. So let's get a feel for Gracie undercover. Why, Miss Morningside, if it's possible, you look more radiant than ever. Well, then I guess it's possible. Hello. Hi. Miss Hart. I mean, Miss Freebush. Well, Victor, I see you haven't completely lost your touch. You look absolutely perfect. 
one of the uh, listener requests we've gotten a couple times that I do want to do is She's All That. Oh, yes. Yes. That's a, we'll it's that. exactly this situation, but we'll definitely do that movie. We'll get to it. Keep your shirt on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So Gracie's undercover, and I like this scene when she meets the contestants, but it's still like the guy, all the FBI dudes are in a secret room watching all this footage yeah. and being guys, I guess. Bunch of bros yeah. with the wieners hanging out for everyone to see. <laughs> Just kidding. Ladies, ladies, I would like you to meet Gracie Lou Freebush from New Jersey. This Free is Karen Kranz, New York. What's up, Jersey? Mary Jo Wright, Texas. Hi there. Belinda Brown, Tennessee. Hi. I like that. Hi. Oh, yeah. Leslie Davis, <laughs> California. Hey, girl. And Elena Crewson, Hawaii. Aloha. 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 I'm a man. When I see something I like, I'm going to let you know. You get a feel for uh, (laughs) (laughs) you get a feel for Gracie um, trying to act the part at this breakfast and Uh her her earpiece gets some really bad feedback. Yeah. And this is what happens. It's funny. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh. Oh, I, uh, sorry, I, uh, I, I had a bite of my bagel and I forgot to pray. What? Oh, dear Jesus, please forgive me for not praying before I had a bite of my bagel and schmear. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. It's such a, <laughs> It's such a satisfying yeah. use of Jesus Christ. It is, yeah. That's me quite often setting up the interface before we record. <laughs> like, ow, the volume, fucking, ow. Uh, but yeah, she, I, I don't know. She just has to think quick on her feet for why she just blurted that out and That's funny. saying a prayer is what she comes up with. Praying to, you know, probably white Jesus about having a bite of a bagel is funny. In theory. <laughs> it's funny on paper. Okay. Or, By the way, what are you planning to do for your talent? Sing, dance, Chew with your mouth closed. I will do whatever you want me to, Yoda. Oh, Lord. Agent Matthews, this woman has no talent. Gee, Vic, you don't got to shout it out right in front of her. I was not told to provide a talent, and I am certainly not equipped to do so in the next five hours. Wait a minute. What the, what the hell are you talking about? I am about? saying that tomorrow she'll be on stage with nothing to do but convert oxygen into carbon dioxide. Hey, you also said you couldn't make her beautiful in two days, and look at her now. Look how gorgeous she is. I mean, compared to the car wreck she was before. My duties are clearly stated in a contract, and I have fulfilled them all. Listen to me. You talent her up by tomorrow morning, or else are you we're threatening not... me? Listen to me, you old fruitcake. How dare you? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How dare you? Hey, 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 time out, time out, time out, guys. This is something I know how to do, all right? I haven't done it since high school, but it's kind of like riding a bike. You are not having sex on this stage. Uh, I didn't know that was an option, all right? Look, this thing, I just got to call room service, right? Old fruitcake. It's <laughs> oh. not, not great. Ooh, ouch. I would have to say... World peace. Definitely world peace. That's easy. World peace. World peace. What is the one most important thing our society needs? That would be harsher punishment for parole violators, Stan. Who's she, Kamala Harris? (laughs) And world peace. Describe your perfect date. 
It's a tough one. <laughs> I'd have to say April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the more famous parts of this movie that you may have heard of, even if uh, you haven't seen it. Is that perfect date? Yeah. Actually choosing a date. The way she says, like, check it. I feel like I've heard it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, this movie. It's not quite this movie's you're going to need a bigger boat, but it's close. (laughs) And this then, is this movie's yeah, play, clip coming up. Is, this is the part that you, this is the only thing you knew about Miss Congeniality. Yes. about to be triggered it. again. And by the way, you're doing a great job. I thought the evening gown looked, I mean, I totally bought it. I know, you think I'm gorgeous. What? I don't think you're gorgeous. You think I'm gorgeous. You want to kiss me. You want to hug me. I think McDonald is more feminine. I'd rather kiss him. You want to love me. You want to hug me. You want to smooch me. You want to... And then they smooch for real. Well, they don't. Hmm. Enjoy the rest of your night. Well, they don't. He takes a bite of a full-size Snickers bar. Speaking of... Oh, he was hangry the whole time. Yeah. There's a little bit of a love story, I guess, after she gets her makeover. Oh, he starts to like her because she's pretty. Yeah. People, I feel like our moms really like that scene. Like this this movie has a capital C cute vibe to it. Like they would pick it out from the video store, watch it and say (laughs) it was cute. Yeah, it's cute. I love it. Your father loves it. Your Aunt Netta watches it every night in the VCR. One of the things I liked is... Yes. Uh, so Gracie has this, like, toughness to her. When we first meet her, she turns up salt and pepper and starts boxing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, doing a punching bag. Great song. There's a scene where she is like wrestling and fighting the Benjamin Bratt character and getting um, sexually harassed by him like three times. Yeah, like grabbed in the... Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like her slapping butt. her butt and stuff yeah, and it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. unsettling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but she does that and then for her talent for the con- the, the show, yes. she she's doing like the glass... Oh, the wine glasses where you run glass, your finger along Yeah, I don't glass. know if that's called something... That's what she was supposed to do for her talent, but yeah. everyone in backstage drank the water, so she couldn't. So she everything's off key. Yeah, she decides to demonstrate self-defense moves on stage. If all else fails, go for the four sensitive areas of the body, but just remember to sing. S I N G. Solo plexus, instep, nose, point. So yeah, I think uh, she's, she's kind of badass in that way. Yeah. I mean, she's an FBI agent, so she has to uh, be physically fit and know how to fight. And yep. I think that's neat. And Benjamin Bratt had it coming, so I'm glad he got hit. In yeah. The God. Punched the touching her. Yeah. Nasty. He in no way is deserving of her attention. 
Like, I don't know why. The, as a love interest, he kind of falls flat for me. I never cared about the part where they they end up kissing in the movie, and I think he asks her out on a date. So it's pretty low-key what happens. It's a very small piece at the very end of the movie, and I never really yeah. cared. So then we end with, you know, Gracie saves the pageant. They mm-hmm. find out that the bomb is within the crown. So whoever gets crowned Miss USA was just going to like blow up. Their head would explode like scanners. But she gets the crown and throws it. Yeah. The bomb goes off and nobody gets hurt, really. So she saves. And everything turns out fine. And when she found out, when she put the pieces together of who was going to actually do the bombing, who um, it was Kathy Morningside, Candace Bergen, mm-hmm. uh, no one believes her. Takes her seriously, ignores her. FBI agents leave, so she's kind of on her own. Mm-hmm. But did you and your friends quote this movie a lot? There's not a lot to. There's not a lot of quotable lines in my estimation. There aren't, but one of the things it, it's not a quote, but it was one of um, the moments in the movie that we would imitate physically. So it's at the very beginning of the movie. So the FBI gets these notes from the bomb threat kind of hinting at where their next target is and she figures it out that it's going to be the Miss United States pageant. So she rushes into the FBI offices to try to catch up with Agent Matthews and the team to let them know she figured it out. So they're walking along. In the background, you see her. uh, It's a floor of just cubicles. So there's just sections of walls all over the place. She comes rushing in and you see her in the background like run past the cubicles past them and then come back when she sees them to catch up and tell them that she figured it out. And uh, it's just this really um, childlike run. Yeah. It's very, um, it reminded me of the Matrix running around cubicles, you know, ducking inside. But yeah, she's kind of like hunched down. Like it's like a little kid running around. Like she's trying to find Agent Matthews quickly. Yeah. And you just catch it in the background of her running by and coming back. Got it. Um, I had no idea. And I'm gliding here are really the the main pieces that. Got it. I don't know if you feel this way, but I see how Sandra Bullock could be sort of a spirit animal for you, like a kindred spirit. Mm. I see. Does that feel true when I say that or- have you ever thought about that? I've never thought about it, but I liked then how she was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. She knew how to box. She was fit. She looks good without makeup. She looks good without makeup. That's, you know, that's something you got going on. <laughs> uh, and I still like all those things about her now watching mm-hmm. this 20 years later. So, yeah. sure. That was really bro what I just said. It's good without makeup. <laughs> I have a question for you. What might that be? Jeff. Yes. After watching Miss Congeniality, yes. would it be cool or cruel to rewind it? You know, sometimes we we watch these movies and I feel a certain way. And then in the course of doing the podcast, I change my mind. But this is not one of those times. <laughs> I'm going to say it's cruel to rewind. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's not toilet flush 
level like i'm not sure. gonna play the toilet flush yeah. sound effect it wasn't giving me anything to latch on to mm-hmm. i don't hate it i just don't like it at all and it's terrible it seemed pretty mediocre in its comedy the handful I- of moments i thought were funny back in the day i still thought were funny now and can just picture riffing those lines or imitating sandra book doing physical comedy with yeah. my friends so that's a fun memory for myself but yeah, it was a little hard to watch. It, it dragged. It really drags. It either needed more action, like double yeah. down on the FBI stuff, or just funnier writing. I mean, I love Michael Caine. I yeah. could watch him read the phone book, and I just was really spacing out quite a bit mm-hmm. in this movie. Side note, we watched this on the Saturday that they announced that Biden won. <laughs> Not to get political, but... I was in like this celebratory mind frame and then we sat down to watch Miss Congeniality. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, oh boy, let's uh let's get through this. But so that might have that might have affected me, but No, I mean I, I think, just don't see myself watching it. No, I don't That's I all. don't think so either. I, I think I knew that going in and I don't even know how much I would really watch it again myself because it made me cringe a little bit more so than other movies where we're like, oh, it's a sign of the times. Like, that's what it was. But this seemed a little more heightened. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> it feels really, it's very sexist. It was It was extremely sexist. So we can. But hey, I still like uh, want to, whenever I hear Salt and Peppa, I want to. Hit the bag. Hit, hit a punching bag. Punch, punch. Punch, 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 kick. Karate. Karate. Maybe someday I'll hang the punching bag in the garage that's been sitting there for five years. It's one of my very favorite workout songs. I think I I put um, None of Your Business on most of my workout mixes to this day because of uh, that opening scene when she's punching it out. And I think it's a fine addition to the Cruel to Rewind running playlist. Yes. Is it on there already? Uh, I don't think so. We'll we'll slap it on there. Yeah, check it out. It's just called Cruel to Rewind Soundtrack, I think, on Spotify. But we we keep adding any song. So I'll make sure to add Mustang Sally on there, too. It's very thoughtfully curated, and it's a lot of fun. I think you'll like it. Uh, Well, boy, that was a lot of fun. Good to be back. It's good to be back. Um, we hope you are staying safe and sane and we hope in some small way we can help uh, put you in a good mood during these trying times. Uh, be sure to send us an email at cruel2rewind at gmail.com or leave us a message on the C2R help desk hotline at 929-456-0304. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at cruel to rewind and Visit Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Give us those five stars if you like anything you hear, because apparently it helps things. So please, please. Please do. Yeah. Up next is my choice. It's an 80s childhood perennial favorite. It's The NeverEnding Story. Wow. I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen it before. I wonder if I did when I was just too young to remember, but it's it's going to be. be new to me. Yeah. No. Cool. I'm excited to watch it again. It was obnoxiously referenced in season three of Stranger Things. And it <laughs> is it uh, got like, me thinking about the movie again. Is it like fantasy stuff? Yes. It is magic and okay. 
uh, rock like people. Magic. Rock yeah. people. Yeah, I think there's a man made of rock. Are there there's, trolls? I think there's a troll-like uh. creature. I don't want any trouble. I think you're a remarkable little creature. There's a giant, there's a scary wolf, like a giant. Okay. It's pretty freaky. It's intense. Like wow. Kids movies used to be legit scary. <laughs> it's like 60 minutes on acid. Well, I'm looking forward to it. All right. So as we always say, take your vitamins, eat your vegetables, get to bed at a good, at a decent hour. <laughs> take your edibles. Take your edibles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take your edibles. They're hopefully legal where you are. They're becoming more and more legal by the day. Uh, so we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Stay cruel out there. And happy rewinding. Fun. Well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner. Brad, 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 Brad. But she always knows her place. She's got style, she's got grace. She's a wiener. Hey, um, hey, um. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine. <laughs> Something nice to say, what a blessing. What a weird. It's fine. I can leave her on her own, knowing <laughs> she's okay alone, and there's no missing. Get out of here. Bye. You're a very nice lady.